The following program is a rebroadcast. listening to Come Holy Ghost Creator Blessed, a tune that we're going to be looking at today because it's Hymn of the Day on this Tuesday, May the 17th in the year of our Lord, 2016. And being a Tuesday, as we take a look at the hymns for the day, we're also going to be talking with our good friend, the Reverend Mark Smith. Hi, Mark. Hi, Tom. Nice music. Where's the, where, where are the words? Uh, that's what we're going to look at. <laughs> okay. Isn't this a beautiful sunny day? <laughs> you always say that. Drizzly. I didn't say it today. Oh, no. It's a drizzly day today. <laughs> yeah, it's more like March or even late February than uh, May, isn't it? It's this like is weather. May already? Yes. Oh, boy. May 17th. I guess. Can you believe it? It's May is just flying by. It is just flying. Uh, Going yes. so fast, I guess, because I'm just so busy. You know... When you have bills, you don't like the month flying by. When you have money put away, you like the time flying by. <laughs> you get more interest or whatever, right? I suppose so. What would have you done with your 100000 you got in, in a bank account? Or, <laughs> what do you no. want? What? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, must, I was just referring to your salary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I wish. <laughs> I'm oh, not do? complaining. I'm not complaining at all. <laughs> you better not. Just tell me about your financial affairs over the air, please. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Uh, it should be very simple. <laughs> they are, because I'm married. <laughs> Come, Holy Ghost, Creator Blessed. Now, we're coming up to an important Sunday. Yes, Pen uh, Pentecost. Where are you? <laughs> Pentecost was last Sunday, of course. That's right. But but I got confused because I was listening to your promo because you were saying, well, well that sounds like a Pentecost hymn. We're in the Pentecost season. Sunday? We're in the Pentecost season, but this coming Sunday is Trinity Sunday. Yes, Trinity Sunday. Yes. And that's where we do that 12-minute, 45-second creed. Yeah. What do you say? Is this the first... Do you always say this is the first... Second, whatever, Sunday after Pentecost, or do you say the Sunday after Trinity? You know, it used to be the Sunday after Trinity, wasn't it? Right. What I do is I simply look at the Concordia Publishing House Bulletin, <laughs> and whatever that says, that's what I say. <laughs> because well, that's probably wise. That also decides what readings 
You know, there was one time, it was Trinity Sunday, and I went there, and they were doing the readings for the second Sunday after Pentecost. Yes. Oh, so, but, but they didn't know the difference, so it didn't matter. <laughs> yes, this is really interesting. This is Trinity Sunday, and we say, come Holy Ghost, Creator, blessed. That sounds like a Pentecost. In fact, what section of the hymnal is it under? It's in the Pentecost section. Yes. And but the final verse is Trinitarian. It's doxological. That's right. right. Well, not just the final verse. The second last verse. Yeah, through right to there, there too also. Yes. So um, it's got quite a bit. Were you aware that this was written by Martin Luther? Is this another one? Are you kidding? <laughs> Is this another one of his hymns? Is that right? No, it's not. No, Is it? That's what I asked. No, it Were you isn't. aware? Because no. if you were, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that every time now. <laughs> and you'll look down there and say, did he write it? Did he write it? Uh, actually, the music is from Wittenberg, 1533. Well, the music you played earlier is beautiful. Yes, yes. Come Holy Ghost, Creator, blessed. And so, without further ado, shall we begin with stanza one. Come Holy Ghost, Creator, blessed, and make our hearts your place of rest. Come with your grace and heavenly aid, and fill the hearts which you have made. Wow. What hearts has he made? Well, of course, uh, being part of the Trinity, he was involved in our creation. Yeah, I don't think he's talking about that heart. Because this is a heart the Holy Spirit has made. Right. Psalm 51. Oh, Psalm 51, uh, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Okay, okay, right, yeah. Yes. So there's no doubt... He was involved with the creation of the world, but when we say fill the hearts which you have made, because right before it says, come with your grace and heavenly aid. Mm -hmm. And that, of course, is, uh, and how does the Holy Spirit do that? How does he create new hearts? By, By baptism. Yes and no. By baptism and... Doesn't doesn't he give us new hearts already in baptism? Yes. But well, what, why what, no? What happened on Pentecost? Well, the outpouring of the special outpouring of the holy of the Holy Spirit, tongues of fire, tongues of fire. Yeah, and that's the second way he does it. A third way is what did he do with John the Baptizer in the womb? Oh, uh, d- directly. Right uh, by the 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 Holy Spirit. <laughs> Filled yeah. John the Baptist, even in the womb. The angel says to Zacharias, right, that that's going to be what's going to really happen. His promise. Yes, yes. So I'm not sure if I gave you the answer you wanted, though. What, what were you looking for? Um, the seven ways he does it. Oh, yeah. We've only talked about three of them. This is one that I use. You're talking a- about the seven graces? No, no. I'm okay. talking about the seven ways seven the Holy ways. Spirit creates faith in the heart. Oh, I think that's. I think people would like to hear that. Uh, no, no. You're well, saying which ones you would we, like to hear? Which ones? <laughs> which ones have we heard now? Baptism. Okay, baptism. Yeah, by the word. The tongues the of gospel, fire. Tongues of fire. Right. Okay. And then John the baptizer. What would tongues of fire be? Is that the, the preaching? Preaching no. and teaching the word. What happened? Okay, so that's at Pentecost. Yeah, but that's. 
That was then. That's the that's the Sunday of Pentecost. Is is the tongues of fire still applicable to us well, today? Well, remember, Paul has this argument with the Jews in Jerusalem who don't think you should be with the Gentiles. And he says, no, they received the Holy Spirit the same way we did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so... And then, of course, there's uh, <clears throat> uh, another way in which the laying on of hands. Sometimes the Holy Spirit comes to a person. And then... This is an argument I use all the time. People often ask the question, what happens to children who aren't baptized? Can they be saved? And we actually have an example of probably a million children who are not baptized that we know are saved by the Holy Spirit. Boy, that that's... That's interesting. Now, yes. let me in on this, please. Okay. It's when a husband and a wife, they're members of the church, their child dies in childbirth. Yes. And it wasn't baptized. Yes. And they asked, you know, is there any hope for this? And I, I here's a question I asked them. In the Old Testament, how were the male children brought into the family of God? Circumcision. Yes. How were the female children? That's a good question. That's right, because there's no answer. Right. But are they brought into the family? Well, we certainly, well, certainly yes. they are, yes. Yes, they're, they're part of the family uh, of God, not just the, the family there, so that even little children, uh, this is apart from bad. So there's another example. Millions of children are brought into the Holy Christian kingdom apart from baptism. All those daughters because there's no even ceremonial right for them that we're aware of mm -hmm. I, I i've talked to a lot of pastors about this and nobody can come up with one um so was there a promise i mean no no because it says they're part of the people of god right yeah so that uh, as part of the people of god uh in fact another way is apart from circumcision this is number seven who was saved apart from circumcision? And David says, he will not return to me, but I will oh, go to him. Oh, that would, uh, the, the, his son, his first son by, uh, uh, she was taking Bathsheba, bath. Bathsheba. <laughs> How can you forget His first, that? <laughs> first son by Bathsheba that died. Yes. Died before circumcision. Yeah. By the way, who was the second son? Solomon. Very good. Yeah. Um... Isn't that interesting? Very. Yeah. So I, I really began to study that when I read the funeral service for an unbaptized child of Christian parents. It says, we are bound to the Bible, but God is not. And the first time I read that, I said, what? God isn't bound to the Bible? Because usually right. when we mean by the word bound, That's right. it means that he has to follow That's the Bible, right. he too. Can, he can use any means he, he cares to. Well, no, what the word bound means, uh -huh. he's still bound to the Bible as Jesus was in that sense, but he knows more than the Bible. Right. So I often will take a big wall, and I'll point to it, and I'll say, okay, this is everything God knows in small computer language. And then I said, well, here's the Bible. And I take a small pen and I put a tiny dot on this huge wall. Said, That's the Bible. Now tell me more about this uh, bestowing the Holy Spirit through the laying on of hands. I know we do that at, uh, 
at ordinations and installations. Well, you that's the not the bestowing of, of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about, uh, remember... Is, they, is that, can we assume that that, that always happens when no, we no, lay no, hands? No, no, no. That's, that's, that's my the question. the next point I want to bring up. Though there are seven ways that we know people are saved, the only one we know for sure right. is baptism. Okay. There is no other promise attached to any other way. Okay, how about the Holy Spirit working through the Lord's Supper? Well, no, only a Christian can take the Lord's Supper. Okay. So oh, there's no I need to saying. have the Holy Spirit. I see what you're saying. Remember, yeah. the early church never communed anybody until after baptism. That's right, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Their body had to be the... But the Holy Spirit temple. does come through the Lord's Supper when Christians commune. Well, there's no Ooh. doubt about it. Okay. Uh, you get the benefits of the assurance of the forgiveness of sins. Right. But... Uh, I, I, I can't think of any time that the Holy Supper is ever used to convert somebody. No, right. No. I agree. No. I agree. No problem there. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm still working through this, uh, through the laying on of hands. Yeah. Well, the, um, I, I, can't. I have a feeling, you know, why don't, uh, I, I'm surprised people don't want us to lay hands on more if the Holy Spirit can do that. Because there's no promise. There's no promise. Yeah. Okay. Uh, see, I um, have, a, have a little problem with blessing children who come up to yes, Lord's Supper. Yes, that's kind of what I'm thinking. there's no promise. Of. Right. Um, but, it's a you know reminder. what I do? I, I remind those kids that come up to the altar rail, I remind, remind them of their baptism. Their baptism. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. But it's not part of the Lord's Supper right. Okay, right. So it's kind of an interruption in... Uh, hmm. And I'll tell you, those kids going back think that they have received the same gift that you receive in the Lord's Supper. You're giving that impression. And so why why commune them? Why uh, catechize them? Because the Lord's Supper gives something additional. Uh-huh. So... Um, I am not strong on that. In other words, I'll do whatever the church does. But a lot of times, if I'm preaching and the pastor's there, I always ask him to do the blessing. Right. Yeah. yeah. But if I'm the only one there and they want a blessing on the children, uh, I don't mind that. Because you got the blessings in the liturgy mm-hmm. well, all over the place. We just have the reputation of Tom Baker. He just doesn't bless the kids. Oh, yes, I Just do. need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Me and old Pastor Baker. Yeah. Well, if you <laughs> knew my kids, you'd see why. <laughs> I think oh, we better Tom. get to... Stanza 2, and I'll read that. To you, the counselor, we cry. To you, the gift of God most high. The font of life, the fire of love, the soul's anointing from above. What's another word for counselor? You remember what it is in the original? Oh, um, paraclete. Paraclete. Very good. Counselor. And another good translation there is comforter. Comforter. Right. Jesus says, I'm leaving, but I will send you another comforter. In fact, it's part of uh, my question, what difference would it have made had Jesus not ascended? And one of the things is, the, the com- comforter, comforter would not come. come. Yeah, yeah. So that that's kind of important. Because he proceeds from the Father and the Son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got a real good question for my sermon today. Okay, well, let's let's hear it. Well, people may be listening, and then they're going to know what I'm going to say. Well, that's what—that's the idea. Although they're they're working here, so you've got to hold them in uh, suspense. 
Right, Tom. Okay, I'll give it because not that many will be listening because they're working right now. Yeah, they won't be listening to you. It's the Tower of Babel, and it says, and the Lord came down to see. Yes. Okay, and so here's my question. Which Lord? The Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit? I would say all three. All three? Well, wait a minute. Okay, I said the wrong thing now. Yeah, I would be inclined to think all three. But wait, well, whenever God manifests himself, whenever there's a theophany, that's God the Son. You know? It doesn't say there's a theophany there. It just says he comes down and sees. Right, But two verses later, it says, let us. Let us, yes. Yes, and it's a plural. That's right. So that's the Trinity. That's the Godhead. And what an appropriate day to say that. I, I, I just preached that church extension. Some put their hands up for the Father, more for the Son, nobody for the Holy Spirit. And I said, only if you put your hand up for all three were you correct. Because Athanasian, remember part of the Athanasian Creed, uh, God the Father is Lord. God the Son, Son is Lord, Lord. God the Holy Spirit is Lord. But there are not three Lords, but one, one Lord. Lord. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, Well, of course that's right. <laughs> Boy, you got it correct. I'm glad you're not in. <laughs> You've been around me too much. Okay. Stanza three. In you with graces sevenfold, we God's almighty hand behold, while you with tongues of fire proclaim to all the world his holy name. And uh, how did you come up um, with uh, in studying sevenfold? Well, I ask you. <laughs> you don't have to tell everybody. Oh, I was looking through the Bible, seven fo- sevenfold grace. Yeah. And uh, see, the number of the Holy Spirit is seven. Right, right. I, Guess I, what hymn we're singing today? Uh, come Holy. No, 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 no. For my devotion. Oh, what? Seven, seven, seven. <laughs> I almost hymn said. Number seven, seven, seven. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, look, look it up. Because I have never heard it. No kidding. No, no, it, it's a hymn. You uh, chose it on the basis of no, the, no, 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 of the choo- numbers. No, 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 I don't choose hymns. Oh, uh, grant th- peace we pray in mercy, Lord. 777. It's impossible for you to look there and hum it or sing it. <laughs> no, that's no. I'm not going to do that. Isn't that, I mean, I don't even know how it goes. Yeah, are they going to gonna play it? Oh, yeah, we got a good organist. Okay. These guys know how to play everything. But well, you see, I'm assigned the reading and I'm assigned the hymn and the liturgy. Uh huh. And when I look, there's seven, seven, seven. <laughs> I said, well, at least it wasn't six, six, six. six, six. six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of like every time I get. You know on what it, six, six, six is? I think it's Oh, Little Flock, Fear Not the Foe. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't bad because the foe's the devil. The foe is the devil. Six, six, six. <laughs> oh, Little Flock, Fear Not This Number of This Hymn. <laughs> Okay, you want to hear the seven graces yes, of the Holy Spirit? Seven gifts. And you can tell us where you got that. Wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, fortitude, piety, fear of the Lord. 
Yeah, if you look up the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, you won't find it in the Bible as seven gifts. In no. fact, when you did look up and you found it in, in, uh, in uh, Galatians, Galatians it was, there nine. were nine. There were nine. So, <laughs> I knew that wasn't it. <laughs> yes. It comes from the patristic fathers. Uh-huh. You know, that they felt that these were very important. The early so, church fathers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and And then, I mean, we could do a whole study on the number seven in the Bible. It's right. like the number 40. Oh, yes. And uh, seven often refers to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. um, a kind of perfect number. In fact, remember what did Peter say? Do I got to forgive seven times? Seventy? No, seventy times seven. Yes, Jesus says. I'm getting a little worried because Louise has done it 481 <laughs> times. I only got nine more to go, Mark. <laughs> that I'm in trouble. <laughs> You better you better space it out a little, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I better. Okay. I don't think we're going to get done this him. Okay. But anyway, um, you want to read stanza four. Your light to every thought impart and shed your love in every heart. The weakness of our mortal state with deathless might invigorate. You'll have to explain to children if you're reading this to them what invigorate means. Give, give life give uh, yeah, strength give more vigor yes oh, that's good <laughs> give more renew daddy replenish <laughs> yes invigorate um in other words the weakness of our mortal state invigorate uh so that uh we, we act more as in our immortal state uh your life in every thought in part and shed your love in every heart yeah that's our prayer but, of course, people reject that. Five, drive far away our wily foe and your abiding peace bestow while you, as our protecting guide, no evil can with us abide. Um, there's another, there's a cartoon where the word wily is used. You know? Yeah, wily. I always like that hymn where we sing, uh, saved us from the wily foe. I don't know why. I just like that expression of the devil, the wily foe. What does that mean? It means he's, he's, uh, he's sneaky. Yes, sneaky. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. what is that cartoon I'm thinking about where... Uh, Are you thinking about, uh, what, the Roadrunner? Yeah. Because <laughs> they always refer to the yeah. guy chasing him as the wily. Yeah, the wily, wily Roadrunner, right? Yeah. Yeah, right, right, although yeah. I think I think the Roadrunner is more wily yet. Well, more wisdom. Yes, yeah. there's no doubt about that. But we often don't think of um, the devil as being wily. I just can't believe this. I, I like watching these law and order things and stuff, and there, there's some real ones now. It's called jail, where they're arresting people. Ninety percent of the people they arrest are arrested because either of drinking or on drugs. Oh boy! And it is it's, just it's what is sad. wrong with these I people? Know. I mean, why would you ever want to? I your, know. Your life, why would they want to get into that for the first place? Because for? their life isn't happy. You know, with this... It's like Paul talked about, you know, God turns us over to reprobate minds. I think, I think... That's right. I think that is so true of our society, reprobate minds. Now, what's, what's in the news today? This all this debate about uh, restrooms. I mean, yes. how reprobate can you be? Well, I'll tell you, this is getting ridiculous. Uh, one lady on Fox said, well, what's the big deal, a guy going into a woman's washroom because we have individual stalls? What she doesn't understand is that means the guy can also go and take a shower with the girls. That's right. 
That's what it's talking about. Yeah. It's not just talking about bathrooms. It stalls in every... Uh, uh, My son tells me, though, that in... Uh in the shower rooms today, like in the high schools, a lot of those, a lot of they're they're broken up into stalls. That's what he tells me. So you go in there and take your clothes off in the stall? <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. I don't know. It is ridiculous. No, no, it's, it's absolutely. In fact, there's a very simple thing. I was at a restaurant. Here's here's what I would do if I had a restaurant. <laughs> I would put up four bathrooms and small yeah, bathrooms yeah. with nothing on it, men or women. Uh-huh. And when you go in, you turn the thing and it says occupied. Uh huh. Yeah. And when you come out, it says empty. Right. Uh, kind of like Johnny on the spot, right? Well, Those I guess outdoor. so. Yeah. Rarely do you have room for two people. <laughs> well. That's how you would solve that problem, just having uh, a lot of... Uh, we were at a restaurant, and we were sitting near two doors, and they were always standing there. What are they doing there, I said. And they were just waiting for the next person to come out. It didn't matter if it was male or female, because uh-huh. there was only room for one person in there. And then when they got in and they closed it, it said occupied. So that that's really the, the way to take care of this problem, if you think it's a big problem. But they're not asking for that. They want to go into the uh, shower rooms and everything. Right. Boy, it's ridiculous. Uh, Instead, verse 6. Teach us to know the Father, Son, and you from both as three in one, that we your name may ever bless and in our lives the truth confess. Did you note, uh, and you from both? Yes. Proceeding from the Father and the Son there. Yes. Yeah, that's where we disagree with the Orthodox Church, who doesn't believe that. The Spirit proceeded from the Father yeah. and the Son. Yeah, there was a whole controversy Well, on it was that. a big split. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then just read the last verse. It's a Trinitarian. Praise we the Father and the Son and Holy Spirit with them one. And may the Son on us bestow the gifts that from the Spirit flow. Yeah. Uh, in the sermon, I point out the many things in which all three persons cooperated including, you know, creation, creation. Uh, the resurrection of Jesus, right. uh, Pentecost, right. Judgment Day. How about the crucifixion? No. Okay. No, there was right. only one, I say, okay. who was crucified, who became incarnate. Okay. I'm Tom Baker uh, with Mark Smith. Maybe we'll be back next Tuesday. God bless. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.